Welcome to the 50th, yeah, 50th episode of the Real Life Diabetes Podcast with today's guest, Miss America 1999, Nicole Johnson. a heck of a night. It was a crazy night. Crazy night. That was the fourth Harold Ham Diabetes Center Connecting Cure Gala that, that you've been, been to. to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that we've been a part of in some capacity. And it was awesome. Uh, Nicole was wonderful. She was open. She was vulnerable. We were lucky to get her. Vulnerable is the word. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just really appreciated her, her comments, her openness to chat with us. We were able to talk with her before she took over her MC duties. About two hours before the yeah. show started, right? Yeah. yeah. Recorded it outside. It was nice, with the exception of allergies, um, which is intense right now. But it was nice to have her in Oklahoma. She's an incredible advocate for people with this disease, and her story is unique, just like all of ours. And she's not shy about sharing it, and that is very clear when you look at her website, what she's been doing over the course of the past 20-plus years. 20 years. 20 and years. We were talking about it, too, how back in 1999, I can really remember vividly her being in the news a lot because she wore an insulin pump on the stage and that was right around whenever I was diagnosed right it was a really powerful moment yeah and and as as a female um you know at that point I had had diabetes for probably 14 15 years and you know didn't even really know about insulin pumps but when you heard Miss America had type 1 it was kind of like in the back of your head you knew I can do anything and she definitely has. So we are very honored. And thank you to the folks at Harold Ham for providing this opportunity to us. Huge. Yeah. We we're happy to be a part of the event. Yeah. It was nice. We uh, dressed up. Yeah, we got, got to dress this up. This year was cocktail attire, threw me for a loop. <laughs> Not happy, but it worked out. Oh, the stresses. I had a great time. Yeah, had a great good time. time. Saw all kinds of people got to hang out with Mark Carter. Got to see Trish Winters. Rob Campbell. Rob Campbell. Um, yeah, it was just a great time. A lot of people with diabetes are so... Cool event, and the movement is spreading inside the state of Oklahoma. Yeah, what Harold Ham's mm-hmm. doing, trying to build a center here in Oklahoma City. He's he's amassed a great team, and their vision is is really materializing. And Camp Blue Hawk uh, received much credit um, throughout the evening, and, and what's the was really really well supported. Is it Sean? Yep, Sean. Yeah, that the heartfelt moment. I got to say, if, for those of you obviously who weren't able to attend, is one of the young men who um, attended camp this past year that Ryan had the honor of getting to know, got up on stage and read a poem. It was such a good poem. And too. as lame as that may sound, it was so like you just wouldn't think. I mean, like, it was amazing. Like there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. So what a touching uh, moment through the event. There's a good chance they they may fund the camp. Completely. Um, completely. Perhaps. Who knows? But at least got, um, you know, took some some weight off and they can focus in other directions now. Yeah. So, good stuff. All right, before we tell you a little bit more about Miss America 1999, Nicole Johnson, let's first. Start with the announcements. Announcements. So, we are both whiny today. I'm <clears throat> okay. Love, like, and share us on all of our social media. That really helps spread the word about what we're doing. And and we're doing the same for other people. We just want to get the diabetes word out there. What else we got? Um, As you're shopping for the holidays. Holidays? Hopefully you survived Halloween Yeah. Yeah. at this point. Maybe your blood sugar is finally coming back down after eating 
you know, binge eating. This is we can officially say this. If it's if it's like no middle or if it's the beginning of November when the show comes out and you're listening to this, and there's still Halloween candy (laughs) inside of your home, we give you full permission to just toss it. (laughs) Toss it. Hey, November first, it's okay. Save it for your low low BGs. Yeah, stash it. In a place you won't immediately see it. Don't like leave chocolate in your car, though. Don't leave the chocolate laying around. Yeah, not a good idea. Sweet that, tarts, yeah. maybe. Anywho, yeah. Okay, um, so that, that's being said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to help us, obviously, you can click on the Amazon banner ad on yeah. the right side of diabetesdailygrind.com. Buy Make all your purchases. goodies. Yep. Come no extra cost to you. Yep. Excellent. And we do have a link on our site now, which is ever-changing. Um, if you want to throw a little change our way, keep the episodes coming as we're in our... Golden anniversary episode yeah. 50. We looked that up. And if we had champagne, you'd be hearing his clinking glasses right now. But, um, you know, 50 episodes. I can't believe it just seems like the other day when it was episode number 18. So we'd like to keep the episodes coming and little change just helps us keep them coming. Yep. So. No doubt. PayPal link is located inside of the episode show notes. Also keep on your calendar. World Diabetes Day. November 14th. November 14th. We all get to celebrate that day, whatever that means. So help spread the word and um, give some people with diabetes a little love. Pick a cause, promote it, um, get the word out to your friends. The goal is just to to raise awareness, really, for what it's like to live a life with type 1 diabetes and type 2 and what we can do to move forward. Yeah. So I think, is that it? That's it. You ready to break down Nicole Johnson? Nicole Johnson. All right, so let's tell you a little bit about Nicole. Um, From Miss America to Advocate educator, researcher, and international spokesperson for diabetes. Um, She was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes in 1993 and has since worked tirelessly promoting diabetes awareness and prevention since she was named Miss America in 1999. Um, She holds much fame for being the first woman uh, with type 1 diabetes to win Miss America. Yeah. And she was the first contestant to wear an insulin pump on the stage. Right. Um, And so she'll talk about that today during the episode. Uh, Currently... Uh, She holds a doctoral degree in public health from the University of South Florida and a master's degree in journalism and public health. Um, Her education and the experiences living with diabetes led her to a professional position at the University of South Florida. There, she's created and um, operates a program called Bringing Science Home, where she and her team investigates the connection between chronic disease, family dynamics, and optimistic living. Because Mm. once you have a disease, Mm. like she talks about, it doesn't, it, you know, how your attitude impacts how you deal with it on a daily basis is huge. Mm-hmm. So that's what she explored. We were excited to have her on the show. Hope you enjoy. Albeit brief. Yeah. It was awesome. So enjoy Nicole Johnson. Yes, I'm alive. I'm alive. One minor inconvenience. Little thing called diabetes. All right, welcome. Welcome to the Real Life Diabetes Podcast. Uh, we're excited to be sitting across from Nicole Johnson, Miss America, 1999. 1999. It just seems yeah. like the other day. I know, well, to some. <laughs> when we were preparing for this show, I was like, I remember that. And it really feels like, you know, five years ago to me because, you know, having type 1, being diagnosed right around that same time, mm-hmm. it was like one of those articles that everybody sends to you. Oh, like yeah. Every, exactly. oh, man, it was But then when you really think deal. about it, it was before Facebook. I yeah. Mean, what was life before Facebook, I right? Don't know. And social media, none of that existed back then. So um, my friends and I that 
had that were on that journey together, we laugh about, oh my goodness, what would that have been like? And I sometimes sort of mourn that, that that would have been such a fun way to connect with all the people with diabetes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, we did it the old fashioned way. <laughs> you so, went to camp or, years ago. yeah. 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 So I wound up going um, to dozens and dozens of diabetes camps mm -hmm. that year. Um, oh, I, I gave so. at least two to three talks or speeches a day for wow. um, for that year's Miss America and then for 10 years nonstop after that, um, traveling wow. full time, uh, going everywhere anybody ever asked me to go related to diabetes, which was a pretty remarkable experience. Well, let's tell our, um, we asked most of our guests this, so tell us about your diagnosis story. Like how old were you? And yeah. And what happened to get you there? Sure. Well, I was 19 when I was diagnosed. Um, so, you know, at that fragile new college student right. age uh, where you've just moved out from living with mom and dad. And then all of a sudden, you know, the ground crumbles from underneath you. Um, I was misdiagnosed several times prior to being diagnosed uh, officially with mm -hmm. type 1. So I went through everything from, you know, they, I was sent to the college uh uh, counseling center because they uh, thought that I had uh, an eating disorder because I was so, so thin. thin. Yeah. And I remember uh. looking at the lady, I said, you know, I, I mean, I'll eat the cardboard box. Just give whatever you've got, I'll eat it. <laughs> I will eat anything, yeah. drink anything. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I was carrying water bottles all the time, but it was kind of fashionable to do that. So uh, at one point I passed out, um, which again, we have no idea. They thought I had a virus, so I was on mm -hmm. um, medication for mono, I think. Um, and I passed out driving my car oh. uh, and eventually became so sick. I was in a uh, the first pageant that I was in um, for, in the Miss America system, and I fell and passed out on stage. And wow. uh, they and took me to the ER. This was pre-diagnosis? Yeah. So, oh, wow. So the night before I was diagnosed, that's what I was doing. They took me to the ER, and uh, that's when I learned I had type 1. And they Whoa. kept me for a week. <laughs> Did they, were you in DKA or no? Probably, uh, although, I mean, we just didn't know what any yeah. of that was, but I was vomiting and, yeah. you know, just severe oh, abdominal so. pain, oh. all the things that we all experience with, yeah. <laughs> by and large with a type 1 diagnosis. But the funny thing is, is you know, I had just been um, introduced to the Miss America program, mm -hmm. and, and frankly, I was in that uh, competition because they were offering a $1,000 scholarship, and that would have paid <laughs> for my whole semester. And... <laughs> So Score. I was called the runner-up, and I fell backwards instead of getting the award. <laughs> and uh, I never forget when I got uh, diagnosed and was finally cogent and able to talk. The doctor said, "Were you really in a pageant last night?" And I go, "Yes." And if you hadn't messed up and had given me insulin two weeks ago, <laughs> I would have won. <laughs> and he says, "Don't ever try that again. You can wow. never be in another competition or stressful environment." Oh, that, that's life. I mean, you can't be in a stressful environment what kind of advice is that exactly well i mean it actually went even further um huh. they, they told me in that instance of getting my life guidance on now mm -hmm. now you have type one i was told to drop out of college because i wouldn't be smart enough to continue uh with type one that i Whoa. would um never be able to work as a journalist uh, that was my goal at the time hmm. uh, that i should never be in a competitive environment mm -hmm. certainly not a pageant because i did not fit that moniker it's way too much stress yeah exactly yeah. and um then i was told that i would never be a mother oh and i heard, sent home i have wow. heard that one yeah, yeah. those I are mean, thank I goodness mean, that, what a prescription i know i know wow. you know I, i'm grateful that i was 
raised as a stubborn mm-hmm. young lady. I was going to ask, were you stubborn or just like, I'm not, you know, you have to be. Well, yeah. So, you know, I'm from a very Southern family. So, mm-hmm. so what did I do? I went home and followed all of the doctor's orders. I dropped out of college. I moved back in with mom and dad. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Right. And a couple months went by and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Right. And so I started to slowly reintegrate into life. Mm-hmm. And then it became my life's purpose mm-hmm. to prove mm-hmm. every one of the couldn'ts oh, um, yeah. wrong. Yeah. I was curious how you reflected back on that looking at those things that they said that you couldn't do mm-hmm. and how much of, you know, of that fueled your fire. I, I think it was a transformational moment. So a moment that started in such negativity actually mm. became such an incredible gift. Isn't that mm. magical? Yeah. How many things yeah. in life end up doing that? Exactly. Yeah. And, and then that happened again, you know, when I flash forward five years forward with diabetes, I had a very severe traumatic low blood sugar episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, from as a result of that episode was told, oh, you can never do this. You can never do that. You know, all of the mm-hmm. negativity kind of floods into your life again. And it's well-meaning. I, I have oh, yeah. to believe that. That people right. are trying to protect you and love you. Um, but it was another turning point where I had to decide, okay, am I going to go full on in diabetes and use every piece of technology that's available to me? Or am I still going to dance along the line? Yeah. And it became the moment that I decided to use an insulin pump. Wow. Really? So. Wow. And what pump was it at that time? At that time, it was the Mini Med. Okay. 506, 504? Right. Way yeah, long ago. I think ago. That's, that's the first pump I used too. Yeah. <laughs> really? I, it was, yeah. Oh, yeah. I still have it in a shoebox. <laughs> you paid oh. for it. Exactly. <laughs> Big time. We should, we should create a museum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and let me just ask you. Um, when it comes to your diabetes regimen, what's, what are you doing now? So are you still using a pump? I do. I still use an insulin pump. I wear a Dexcom G5 sensor what right up? now. Yeah. And um, I use Victoza okay. uh, as a therapy as well. Mm. And uh, I am actually using the Loop technology. Really? Um, so the whole kind of network of engineers yeah. and parents that have figured out how to make the sensor talk to the pump. I'm part of that group. I love and, it. Um, it's very cool. It's a little motherboard that's mm-hmm. in my pocket. And yeah. We're, we're familiar with it. You know, there's two people that we know of that, that's in the network of people that we hang out with mm-hmm. um, in regards to like our own little local diabetes community. Yeah. And they've done the loop for their kids. Oh. And it's, oh, it, it's huge. I mean, it gives so much of your childhood back to them. And I imagine for you, it's just, you know, it shaves a percentage of the decision making you make during the day. You're, you're exactly right. I mean, it's not perfect, and it doesn't solve diabetes for you. So right. that, that's the thing that we have to say. Mm-hmm. But the other side, I sleep better. And after 25 years of not sleeping, wow, what a gift that is. Because I'm not waking up with highs and lows, by and large. Yeah. Maybe every once in a while. But it's really cut all of that out. I mean, at nighttime, I'm perfect. Daytime is a different story because user (laughs) operator error comes into play. Um, That and the lifetime supply of AAA batteries that I now own. (laughs) We own stock in that. (laughs) So many AAAs. And we put out to the social media because we're a part of the diabetes online community, Mm -hmm. obviously, with what we do. And, you know, I... There's all these private groups or whatnot on Facebook in particular, and I put out there, like, if they had the opportunity to sit in front of you, what would they say or what would they ask? And right off the bat, tell her thank you for giving me a glimpse of hope. As a female, like, you don't have to be ashamed. 
Wow. And then if you can wear it so proudly, I sure can too. And so it was just, I mean, I'll get emotional about it. It was really nice that to hear. very emotional. Yeah. And going into that, you had to have a lot of courage to say, I'm going to strap this to my dress yeah. or whatnot. What were you thinking in that moment? Because in a, I would say, and I'm obviously not Miss America, but in an industry where you, everybody wants to be beautiful. Yeah. And what does that mean? And you're different. You're right. And um, I actually celebrated the difference, which right. made me very unusual. Um, and I think probably was memorable for the judges during that experience. Sure. And so my approach, and, and pumps were not common back then. Right. And this is 20 years ago. There were not many people wearing them. Um, I walked into my Miss America interview, and I, and I lifted up my suit jacket, and I said, I'm alive because I'm wearing a device, and if this is scary to you or problematic, you know, we need to talk it through. Mm -hmm. um, but this part of me doesn't change. Um, it actually enhances who I am. And, and Love it. You know, being able to be there and say, I'm not perfect, and that's why you need to, you know, consider me for the job was a very cool thing. But I think the, the magic has happened all of these years that mm -hmm. have piled up on top of it. Um, I never imagined that my life would be centered around the biggest pain point of my mm. life. You know, so I'm very positive as a human being. Right. Diabetes is still a pain in the neck for me, just like it is <laughs> yeah. everybody else. Yeah. Um, but yet every day is 100% focused on it from my work yeah. uh, to my personal life to my philanthropy. philanthropy. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's, it's interesting. I feel like God put me here for this reason. Um, and so that's why I carry on. And that's why that comment is so emotional because... I feel like that was a much bigger situation than one person. Oh, yeah. Well, it's probably yeah. hard to predict in that moment how it could have really sprung an entire career of service yeah. out of it. I mean, because you were just thinking, hey, you know, I have an insulin pump. Indeed. You know, it's a, it's a chance to, to just show who I really am. Win a thousand And then it just launched. <laughs> <laughs> it would have yeah. grand. Yeah, win a grand. <laughs> yeah, go to college. I just wanted to go to college, right? Yeah, that's it. Buy a new insulin pump out, out of pocket. Right. Back then, you know. So funny. You know, you're right. And and today I work for JDRF. So two months ago, I accepted a new position with JDRF International, oh, um, wow. which is really exciting. So I'm their national director of mission. And um, oh, what that means nice. is for the first time, I'm helping the organization really think about the adult type one experience, what that looks like, what it feels like, what, it, what the happy points are and what the mm -hmm. challenging points are. And then we're strategizing around that to try to fill gaps. Um, we're not going to recreate anything that already exists, but there are a lot of gaps to fill. Uh, the majority of people with type 1 are over the age of 18. And so it's exciting now, you know, 20 years after Miss America, to be able to be in this position and to be advocating for wow. my peers in a really special way. In past interviews, I've heard you speak about the loneliness mm -hmm. that comes around mm -hmm. with type one. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that connects with the biggest struggle of adulthood Indeed. with type one. Yeah, I just yeah. completed a research project um, on behalf of JDRF talking to adults and understanding what the what they perceive as the biggest needs. And by and large, it was loneliness. Sense of um, community, not yeah. having that. Yeah, and, and at different degrees and different levels, mm -hmm. you know? So just the the isolation that sometimes we impose on ourselves 
because I don't want to be a burden to somebody else mm -hmm. or whatever the reasons might be, right? And then the loneliness when you don't know anyone else that's like you, that you right. can connect with, share with, compare stories, laugh at the chaos of diabetes oh, the, world. The humor is the best. <laughs> right. The hum you humor to. is the best coping strategy. Yeah. Right. So doing, working in that space is really important and you know, through this, actually, uh, a little plug is we are sponsoring, JDR is sponsoring four or five psychology fellowships next year. Oh, that's um, wonderful. Good. So fully funding those, they are solid clinical and research fellowships. All people have to do is if they have a PhD in psychology and they're completing their internship is apply. Mm -hmm. oh, uh, and it'll be a competitive great. process, but these are at top notch um, that's locations wonderful. all throughout the country. And we yeah. are going to infuse uh, more individuals into that mental health, social um, support type of field. Who are trained specifically for the type one life. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Uh -huh. Yeah. Excellent. And you really see that move in the past couple of years is that it is, you know, diabetes is a whole body experience and you've got to take care of the mental side of things mm -hmm. or it's a, to a de detriment to the, yourself and the disease. Mm -hmm. So, well, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, and we know you're is. on a limited time. We don't want to mess you yeah. up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and just because you looked at your Dexcom. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you caught me. What's your goal? What do you try to keep it at? You know what? I am pretty, I am at 143 right now. Oh, that's a solid that's, place to be for not high, event. not low. Yeah. That's a solid, yeah. You're, I'm feeling okay with this. <laughs> it, yeah, we, we were just checking. We were checking before I'm you walked in. I'm at 165. See, yeah. see, that's I'm at okay. 160, but I'm going down, so. You're cruising. We're cruising. You know, I mean, that's the funny thing is we learn as adults to be okay with it, right? Mm -hmm. And I wish it. I wish for a way that we can help teach some parents oh, yeah. that same kind of peacefulness, oh, like no doubt. the acceptance yeah. of, all right, every day is different and every number is momentary. Yeah. Right? Um, and laugh at it, make fun of it, move on, but don't question it, right? Because yeah. the questioning leads to the negative connotations, mm -hmm. um, unless oh, you absolutely have point. to. You know, if mm -hmm. you go, oh, that darn diabetes and or whatever you, you want to say. Do you think that struggle has been enhanced recently with the CGMs? Yes. You know? It's, I think it's, it's worse. Oh, it's like the gas pedal. It's like yeah. people are just always on it. And I feel like it creates a lot of stress for the kids I and the so parents. Too. It's, it's both you've got ways. The hover. You've got to have yeah. people that hover. Well, don't you feel kind of addicted to it as individuals yourself? Wait, well, here's the thing. I feel Hundreds like of times a day. Yeah. yeah. That you're looking at it. Mm -hmm. For me, it's given me, like you were talking about, being able to go to bed at night and go mm -hmm. to sleep. I have peace of mind for the first time. I mean, that's what oh, I look at it a little bit differently. Too. Oh it's yeah, but it, knowing that the arrow is going down a little bit, I don't have to question it. Right. So now I know I've got to keep an eye on it yeah. instead of walking into the VIP reception and being a wreck because my blood sugar bottomed out. You know. Right. Right. So I don't know. It's it. I, I sometimes question it in myself. You know, I walk around. I never actually put my phone down, and I saw you're wearing the cool, super cool watch. Um, <laughs> So I don't have a watch. <laughs> it's, it's, it's helpful. Yeah. But I like, I feel like I'm, it's, and I have to apologize to people all the time. So I'm, I'm excited to, to see where technology phone. goes. Yeah. Because I'm constantly having to say, you know, like to business associates mm -hmm. or on a date or whatever it might be. Oh, you know, yeah. oh, I'm not checking my text. <laughs> I'm just looking at my blood sugar. <laughs> Eventually, maybe it'll be like on our, like they can just implant it on our contact lenses. Yeah. Oh, so just like gosh. in the top left, it's just there. That'd be nice. And you talk about seeing it all the time for me to wake up and be like, oh my gosh, I'm a 118. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, okay, nice. you just mentioned dating. So how's your dating life with diabetes? Oh, wow. 
you're going for it. Well, as, <laughs> we're it. both single. We've, you're both single? We, yeah, we've talked about the okay. dating scene with diabetes and you know, yeah. how it comes up in conversations. You know and when do you bring I it up? It, it is up. so a first date kind of thing. Oh, it comes up to. in first well, date. I have a tattooed on my arm, so I don't oh, have do a choice. You? Yeah. So oh, I, I date. So I was married for a little while, and I've been divorced for a long time um, and have dated. But diabetes is so dominant in my life that yeah. like I can't have a conversation without bringing it up, which is totally fine with me, but... <laughs> It maybe yeah, <laughs> maybe kind of weird for other people. <laughs> I remember when I was um, getting divorced, my uh, my ex husband said, "You're just a little intense about the diabetes." And I was like, "Oh, it's not working out between us." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for reaffirming. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I don't think I've ever said that in a podcast. <laughs> huh? Real life—that's what it's about. But you know, I mean, it actually helps you weed out the bad apples too that's a good point that's a you good know, way of somebody's looking at not it. it's kind and sensitive and yeah, it's a heat-seeking missile for compassion <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good yeah. true well i have just okay so again going back yeah, to let's, the diabetes we can close it we can close it down with maybe we've got one more question we've two. got some cute little questions from oh, yeah. some kids um Absolutely. so there's a just a really short give me one answer what is your favorite animal dogs Dogs, okay. What is your favorite glucose tab? Ooh. Oh Ooh, my goodness. Flavor, uh, yeah. Um, like this like the berry kind. I'm with you on the berries. Yeah. The berries. Not orange. Mm. And then a parent wanted to know, and this maybe isn't a fair question since you were diagnosed at nineteen, but any tips for dealing with the re the rebellious teen years? Yes. Mm. Um Okay, so I created a couple of years with some really smart psychologist colleagues, the Parent Diabetes Distress Scale. Oh. So the first oh, thing to nice. do is to go to <laughs> diabetesempowerment.org and take that distress test as a parent to oh. figure out where is your stress, right? <laughs> and then in that stress test, um, as you get an evaluation, which it's, you know, it's not, it's, it's never going to say you're bad, um, but it'll give you some real-time feedback of here's how many people are dealing with the same thing you are. Yeah. And use that as a way to start the conversation with your teen because they um, need to learn about compassion. Yeah. And if it's a, a compassion discussion instead of a judgment or a why did you yeah. discussion, then that, that moves things forward in a more interesting way. Um, the other uh, thing that I've seen that's been effective is using humor and making it a game. And that's not disrespecting the disease, but if there's something that you can figure out of how to make this a fun experience, you know, whether it's risk reward, if it's, you know, I, I, whatever it works for your family, then that is better than just the daily drudgery of diabetes. Uh, well it said. It really gets you away from the, the black and white, good and bad, right? A1C in range or not in range. Mm -hmm. That's helpful. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And the other thing that I love um, from the Behavioral Diabetes Institute is the Diabetes Etiquette uh, mm -hmm. series that they have. And they have a series for teens, what parents need to know of diabetes etiquette. But they also have it for people like us. Yeah. Um, we need to tell them to make one about dating. <laughs> We're on it. We are on you it. You guys it's make gonna one and put it out. It's going to happen. We'll do it. Top 10 tips. <laughs> well... I think that we've covered, I mean, as, we didn't have much, as much time as, of course, we would like with you. And maybe we get to bring you back for another podcast another yeah. time once uh, yeah, of course. life slows down for you a little bit. And we're going to link everything that you're doing up to the podcast. I know you really, you're touching on all demographics. Yeah. There, and there's something, 
there's so much need out there. Yes. Um, no matter where you are placed in this world of diabetes as a person living with the disease or a caregiver or a partner, a loved one. Um, and there are interesting resources popping up for each person. So doing a little bit of homework and seeking those out. Mm-hmm. And I, I will send you guys some links for a couple of books that um, yeah. I've collaborated on here in the last couple of years that might be interesting for your, uh, for your listeners as well. Um, but there's a lot of people that are willing to talk and share. Mm-hmm. And community is the biggest blessing. Oh, it's oh, the biggest absolutely. blessing, no doubt. Well, we hope you have a great night here in Oklahoma City yeah, good with luck. the Harold so Ham Diabetes Center. Yeah, Hopefully, the, support the, cause. The, the allergies won't kill you while you're here. I mean, it's so bad <laughs> right now. You see me, I'm getting the tears out of my eyes. It's, this it's time okay. of the year. <laughs> great things are happening in Oklahoma. That is a fact. Uh, yes, they are. All right, well, thank Nicole. you. I'm alive. Yes, I'm Sugar, it ain't a pager, it's a pump, but when I'm jonesing, it comes in handy. Tell me, sugar mama, what's your A1C? Are you into endocrinology? Pricker is a pricker, and the pumping is pumping. Beats like Wilford Brimley keep coming, but officer, I ain't been drinking. My blood sugar is low. Bolo some insulin to get it all in, you know. I'm counting carbs. My calories burning. Pricker to the finger to deliver the prick. Wake up tomorrow. Another exciting episode in the books. In the books. Number 50. In the books. Yeah, Nicole was fun to talk to. Hopefully, we can have her back on the show at some point in the future. Exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, and she made some good suggestions, maybe, of other people we may look at down the line. So, Will, we are kind of sad to say right now, at the end of this show, we usually have an announcement. Mm-hmm. I had a hard time getting out of bed today because <laughs> I was so sad. And we didn't have an iTunes review. <laughs> <laughs> what is up, people? We know you listen. We love you guys. And the comments, uh, more than anything else, keep the keep the show going because it's not about us. It's about you. And we just want to know that, you know, that you're out there. We've been stuck at 39 reviews. For a long time. Really long time. Very we long might time. have read a couple of them twice accidentally. It's true. Yep. Really accidentally. So we just, yeah. Leave us an iTunes review. Leave us a speak pipe. You know, you could throw something on there. That's the same. If, we, if you want to have your voice on the show, um, that would right. be a great way to do it. It'd be a great way. Or shoot us an email at info at diabetesdailygrind.com. Especially if you have a comment based on anything we said in past yeah. episodes or a yeah. question you'd like to follow up with from a previous guest about something they said, you've got mm-hmm. more questions, feel free to yeah, just shoot us an email at info With that said, too, if you, there's uh, somebody you'd like to hear from, we had a request for Jay Cutler. Mm. I'm working on that. I'm putting <laughs> out some energy that, Jay Cutler, if you're hearing this, we want you on the show. Jay Cutler's not going to hear this. Well, he may be. Why do you have such a negative attitude? Because if you're familiar with who Jay Cutler is, <laughs> Jay Cutler is not listening to this show. <laughs> Let me believe. I'm, I'm going to contact Jay Cutler's people. Uh, let's. Hey, if it works out, that'd be awesome. <laughs> when it works out, what are we going to do? Um, probably go to Hawaii. 
yeah, go visit him in Miami and record Ooh, the show. Mm. We will totally do that. We're going to need a sponsor. Hey, but. one more thing, too. For Nicole Johnson, if you want to follow her, yep. uh, take a look at what she's got going on. Just go to NicoleJohnson.com. NicoleJohnson.com. It tells all of her, yeah, all of her advocacy. Super simple. Okay. All right. As always, appreciate the likes, loves, shares. Shares, pitches. Em- emoji comments. <laughs> Bitmojis. Whatever. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers to the highs and lows, everyone. And my calories burning. Prick her to the finger to deliver the prick. Wake up tomorrow and it starts again, but I'm alive. Yes, I'm alive. One minor inconvenience. A little thing called diabetes. It's a daily grind. It's a daily grind. And it grinds and grinds and grinds. Got to watch what you're You gotta watch what you're eating What do you call it? What do you call it? Is it diabetes or diabetes? See, daily grind is grinding you down Always having to check To see if your level is up or down What'd you have for dinner? What'd you have for lunch? Did you have too many or not enough? Getting all of the levels to shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, shoot up, and I'm alive. Yes, I'm alive. One minor inconvenience, a little thing called diabetes. Daily grind, it's a daily grind, and it grinds and grinds and grinds and grinds, but I'm alive. Yes, I'm alive. One minor inconvenience, a little thing called diabetes. It's a daily grind, it's a daily grind, it's a daily grind, and it grinds and grinds.